You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. attempt to do what was right from their own body of teaching from the traditions of the elders something happened and they turned and they started relying on the tradition of the elders more than the commandments of God and then they started to defend them and they defended them to the death you know sometimes we'll get into a situation where we're wrong and we'll defend that wrong to the death Our wisdom is pitiful compared to God's, yet so often we expect Him to conform to our reason and knowledge. If His will stretches outside of those bounds, our first reaction is to question its validity. Today, Pastor Dave will challenge us to submit our hearts and minds fully to God and His infinite wisdom. Now here's Pastor Dave in the book of John chapter 7 as he continues his message, Whose Doctrine Is It Anyway? God is not revealing more to us. When you won't do what God has called you to do, when you won't do what God has called you to do, and you wait for God to reveal more, and he's saying, well, I've revealed something to you. At least do it. At least try it so I can reveal more to you. But pride gets in the way. Our pride gets in the way. We face the same situation. True faith, we know, comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. See, this is what I don't understand. Jesus was teaching the Word of God. He was expounding on God's Word to them, and they wouldn't believe. They wouldn't even listen. They wouldn't even give Him a chance. Look at verse 18. Jesus continues, He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Jesus pointed out to those who, who authority we claim is the one who we seek glory from. So those who speak in their own name or in the name of some company or something like that are actually seeking their own glory. I don't come to you in my name. You don't need to know what I know. You don't need to know anything from me. What you need to know is what Christ is, who Christ is, what God knows. I seek to glorify God when I speak. Who do you seek? Whose doctrine is it anyway? Is it your doctrine that you're teaching if you teach when you speak to somebody on the street? Or is it God's doctrine? Whose doctrine are you expounding on? It's not the church of Dave. Not even Calvary Chapel. All things we do are the glory for God. This is God's church. It belongs to Him. This is not my church. Sometimes I'm talking to somebody, I'll almost say, my, I'll go, no, it's not my church, it's God's church. I just happen to be the one he's, he's put here. It's God's church. You don't belong to me, you belong to God. You're his sheep. But for some crazy reason, he's given me some kind of authority over you as pastor of this church. Whose doctrine is it? It's not my doctrine. 
I don't sit around on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday through Friday thinking, now what do they need to hear from me today? <laughs> I'd be crazy. If you came to hear me, you are in trouble. <laughs> you come to hear my word, you are in deep trouble. Deep trouble. Jesus only spoke in the Father's name. He made it clear that he was seeking the Father's glory. Jesus would only speak what is true. And this is so hard for us as pastors. That's what we want. We only want to speak what is true. Do we make mistakes? Yes, we're human. But we try not to. We seek God. We seek him at all angles, and we try to find out what he wants to say. Those who sought their own glory, Jesus was talking about, are those who are caught in the religious box. They become so proud of their teaching. They become so proud of the knowledge that they had, so proud of it, that it became more important to them to be recognized by the people that they served. They wanted the people to look at them and look at their brand of teaching rather than think freely about the Word of God. All the emphasis was on them, not the Word of God. May it never happen here at Calvary Chapel. May the emphasis always be on the Word of God, not any individual, any individual, least of all me. May it always be on the Word of God, always declaring God's Word, God's Word. People saw themselves as authorities, and they wanted everyone to submit to their authority. And once they had a genuine attempt to do what was right, from their own body of teaching, from the traditions of the elders, something happened, and it turned, and they started relying on the tradition of the elders more than the commandments of God, and then they started to defend them, and they defended them to the death. You know, sometimes we'll get into a situation where we're wrong, and we'll defend that wrong to the death. We're so stubborn and hard-headed. I think this is one of the reasons why Stephen called them thick-necked, stiff-necked people. We will defend that wrong even if we offend God. That's how prideful we can get about what we have to say and how prideful we think that what God's truth is. Dangerous to consider yourself an authority because once you see yourself as an authority, you always have to go back thinking your reputation is at stake if you don't live up to God's glory or your glory if you think yourself is boss. Some people do this, and what they do is they only choose scriptures that'll tickle your ears, scriptures that are good. They never mention hell, never mention sin. Everything's good. It's all good. We're all right. We can do it. There's a way everybody can get there. Well, how wrong they are. Because when we teach the truth, sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes the truth gets us a little bit upset. I've said this before. Greg Laurie said, if you're not offending somebody, you're really not preaching the gospel. People choose what they want to leave. That's why we teach line by line, verse upon verse, through the Bible here at Calvary Chapel. Because we believe in the whole counsel of God. It's extremely important that you know the whole counsel of God. When we come to a word on something difficult, we teach it. We go right through. Some of it is pretty tough. Some of it is real tough teaching. You think, boy, how can I get through this? This is tough teaching. But we teach it because it's God's word, and you need to hear God's word. We don't circumvent things, and we don't pick out things. I don't say, well, gee, oh, man, guys, the coffers are low today. We better have a preaching on tithing. No. If it's in the scriptures and we come to it, we talk about it. 
If it's not in the scriptures, there's no need to talk about it at that time. Your tithe is between you and God, anyhow. We have to be careful. We have to be careful when we do this. And this is what the Jewish teachers were doing. To maintain their authority, they were constantly going back to the rabbis who went back to other rabbis, who went back to other rabbis, who went back to other rabbis. And they continue to go back to all these rabbinical teachings. And it's, and it's kind of like each rabbi added his own thing. And so whatever they added was true and was, was important. They gloried in their own status and they defend their authority. Truth becomes secondary to man's law. Jesus pointed this out was a problem. He said, this is the problem. They got themselves into a position where they even defend the indefensible. Some of you may have been there. Some of you may have seen it happen. You know, we have some very, very dedicated people, religious people, who have committed their entire lives to a false religion. And these are dedicated people. And they've been faithful to that religion, but the religion has been false. Suppose you were like them, and you were in a certain religious movement, and you never heard the truth. All you had to do was see this phony, this phony Jesus that was presented to you. And then all of a sudden you were faced with the truth. You saw the truth. How could you come out of that? How difficult would it be to come out of that? Very difficult. Very difficult. That's what's happening here. Jesus points to Moses in verse 19. Did not Moses give you the law, yet none of you keeps the law? Why do you seek to kill me? Moses gave him the law. And one of the commandments in the law says, thou shalt not kill. But they're running around wanting to kill this guy. So it doesn't compute. They didn't believe Moses. They didn't trust his Moses. They were seeking only to protect their own glory, to protect their own position, they really didn't want to obey Moses. So how important is doctrine? How important is doctrine? Well, Timothy tells, excuse me, Paul tells Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.16, he said this, Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. We must constantly look at these two great areas of concern, our life and our doctrine. Paul told Timothy that failing to do this would mean peril for both you, Timothy, and for the people who hear you. Without giving heed to his life, Timothy might become shipwrecked. He might drift away. Without giving a word to doctrine, the people that Timothy preached to might be short of God's salvation. See, this is the problem. This is what we talked about last week. When you start sharing the gospel with somebody, when you start talking about God and share them, you are talking about a life and death situation. A life and death situation. This is no small deal. It's life and death. Eternal life. Without giving heed to doctrine, you might lead people astray. And those who heard any pastor should be hearing doctrine. A pastor's call my call is not to stand up here and entertain you. Let me and No. That's not my call. My call is not to stand up here and amuse you, lest I take the muse away from God's word. My call is not to stand up here and tell you great anecdotes about myself and all kinds of things, drawing attention to myself. My job as your pastor is to lead you into the truth of God's word. And that's what we do. 
We help because the Bible is doctrine, and we need to give heed to doctrine. Why? Timothy, uh, again, Paul, writing to Timothy the second time, when the guys keep studying, in 2 Timothy 4, 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5, Paul writes, I charge you therefore before God and before the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. He says, I charge you. And the word charge here means I testify. It's Paul was giving his testimony. Paul was on his way out. He knew that it would only be days probably before he would be killed. He knew that. And he gave Timothy his solemn testimony. Timothy, take heed. I want you to be a good pastor. I want you to hear the testimony. What's the testimony? Preach the word. Convince. Rebuke. Exhort. Long-suffering. Be ready in season and out of season. Paul puts a great emphasis on the word of God. He told the Ephesians elder, have I not given you the whole counsel of God? You know what that means? That means he went through the entire word of God, Old Testament, with the Ephesian church. Wow. He taught the entire word of God to the Ephesians, the whole counsel of God. As a pastor, Timothy was not required to merely know the word. He was not required to like the word. He was not required to approve the word. He was required to teach the word. And I've said before, I've stood up here before when we've gotten to a real hard passage, and I would say, one of the things I really like about being a Calvary Chapel pastor is we teach the Word of God line by line. One of the things I find difficult about being a Calvary Chapel pastor is we teach the Word of God line by line. And some of the things in there are really tough. They're really difficult things to learn. But we're to preach the Word. We're not to hold back. Why? Because in it is the message of salvation. In it is the message and truth and hope of life eternal with God the Father. It must be preached today just like it was preached back then. Now, not anyone who opens the Bible and starts to preach is preaching the Word. A lot of pastors out there who are preaching themselves instead of the Word of God. You hear more about their antidotes and about their being going on than you do the Word of God. I mean, after all, whose doctrine is it? Whose doctrine are they teaching? We are given responsibility to teach the Word of God in season, out season. We're supposed to bring the Word of God and let it come on people's lives and do what it's supposed to do. The Word of God changes lives. If you hear the Word of God and your faith is strong, you will allow the Word of God to change your life. You will allow the Word of God to do exactly what God wants it to do in the time you need it to be done. Why do we need true teaching? Because of sound doctrine. There'll come a time when people won't take sound doctrine. I think we're at that time, folks. I think we're at a time where people won't stand for sound doctrine. They have itching ears. They want to hear other things. They don't want to hear about the Word of God. They don't want to hear the do's and don'ts that God says. You must live like this. You must give up that. They don't want to hear those kind of things. 
They want to hear, why can't we all get along? Let's grow up hands and sing Kumbaya. They want to hear that. They only want to be told God loves you. And that's great because God does love you. And I'll be the first to tell you that. But if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're going to face God's wrath. And that's his love to you because his love is wrath to those that don't know him. It's his way of judgment. They won't endure sound doctrine. And then Paul comes next door and teaches Titus. He says, Titus in 2.1, you must teach what is accord with sound doctrine. He makes a mandate that is obvious. Does it really make a difference what we believe? Absolutely. Absolutely it makes a difference what we believe. Sound doctrine is important because of our faith is based on a specific message. What is the message our faith is based on? I can tell you in two sentences. Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15. Paul speaks the gospel message in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 and 4. For I, Paul, to you first of all, that I, also, I want to deliver to you first of all what I receive, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day according to the Scriptures. That's the message, folks. And he refines it. Paul refines it when we get further on when he says, I only want to preach Christ and Christ crucified. He refines the message. And that's the whole message. That's the whole message that our faith is built on. Christ crucified, the forgiveness of sin, the forgiveness of my sin, your sin, the world's sin, the hope of everlasting life, all because of Christ on a cross. That's the message. It comes down to one thing, the cross of Jesus Christ. That's the message. This entire book, this entire book all points to the cross. From Genesis to Revelation, it all points to the cross. All. It is the most important thing that we will ever preach about. It is the most important thing that we'll ever talk about. If you change the message, your faith will shift from Christ to something else. Change the message of the cross, and you start believing in something else other than what Christ did for you on the cross. And when that happens, you're in major trouble. You're in major trouble. Sound doctrine is important because the gospel is a sacred trust that God has given us, and we dare not tamper with it. It is sacred. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why? It's the power of God to salvation. The gospel is the power of God to salvation. He, Jude, write, Jude writes that I felt I had to write to you to urge you to contend for the faith. Sometimes we have to fight for the faith and what we believe in. We have, this is what we believe, and we're not going to be moved from that. Sound doctrine is important because it affects the way we live. Sound doctrine affects the way we live our lives. It's just like what I said. Behavior is an extension of your theology. And there is a correlation of what we think and how we act. There's a correlation between the two. In one of the Bible, a list of sins, it lists rebellion, murder, lying, slave, 
and slave trading are mentioned, and the list concludes with whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. You believe in something that's contrary to sound doctrine? True teaching promotes righteousness. Sin flourishes when the sound doctrine is opposed. Sound doctrines are important so you know the difference between what is true and what is false. False teachers will arise. False teachers have arisen, and they are teaching false doctrine. They are teaching what I call the gospel, not the gospel. They are teaching no gospel whatsoever. It's a watered-down gospel. Sound doctrine is important because it end the sound of doctrine is life and life eternal. When you read and get entrenched in sound doctrine, it will lead you the way to eternal life. And that way goes through a cross and only through a cross. Sound doctrine, because it encourages us. It's important because it encourages us. When I read God's words of love in the Psalms 19 or 119 or any other Psalms, I get encouraged. I get encouraged. And I want to proclaim that we have a beautiful Savior, a wonderful Lord, and I want to proclaim His name forever. And it encourages me to continue, to move on. Sound doctrine encourages me. It encourages my life. It's a message that has to be taught. It's the only message that needs to be taught. And people wonder why we give an altar call almost every single Sunday. Well, because it has to be taught. It has to be taught. And I read this somewhere, and I can't remember where I read it. It said, in Proverbs twenty-two twenty-eight, it says, Do not remove the ancient landmark which your fathers have set. Apply that to sound doctrine. Don't remove what has been taught to you. In fact, Paul tells Timothy to continue on. Continue on in the doctrine from which you've learned. Continue on in that doctrine. We here at Calvary Chapel are going to continue on in that doctrine. We're going to continue on in God's Word. Next week, we'll be in verses 22 through, or whatever we were. Where were we? 19? We'll be in 20 to some other verse. Well, we're going to go now. You all should know what's coming because we're going, whatever we left off, that's where we'll be. It's simple, folks. May we never stay from the simplicity of the gospel which is found in Christ Jesus. Will we never stray from that? Never. For there is no other doctrine. There is no other doctrine. Please, please, be doers of God's word by listening, by allowing your faith to grow, by understanding his word, and then by doing his word, and more will be given to you. As you do more, it'll be given to you. As you trust more, more will be given. As you obey more, more will be given. Take what you have and move forward. If you don't move forward, you are falling behind. Do not stand still. Do not stagnate. Do not stagnate. Move forward. Always moving forward. Pressing onward. Pressing onward the high calling of Christ Jesus. Amen? You are a sure We'd love to keep studying the Word of God with you again next time on A Sure Hope. In the meantime, we invite you to learn more about this program by visiting our website, assurehoperadio.com. 
There, you'll find our archive of previous messages from Pastor Dave Shank, available to listen to, download, or even share with your friends and family, all free of charge. Just look under the Messages tab. You can listen to additional teachings from this series in John or jump to another book of the Bible. Each book gives some useful insight into God's plan for you and the world you live in. We trust that A Sure Hope is an encouraging program for you. And if you're without a church family, we'd love for you to join us. If you happen to be in the Cape May area, we'd love to meet you in person for a time of worship and Bible study right here at Calvary Chapel, Cape May. We meet weekly on Sunday at 10 a.m. And you can find all the information you need by visiting assurehoperadio.com. If you live further away or are unable to come in person, we understand. And we'd still love for you to be a part of our church family virtually. You can join us for church online through Facebook Live and on YouTube. Just follow the links that are available at AshoreHopeRadio.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe to keep up to date with the latest information. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Assure Hope.